trying to talk. We're off to a roaring start right now. What's a fader? Where the fuck is the fader? Oh, that went so smooth. Wow, what a what a fade. Anyway. Hello, ladies and gentledoms. And welcome to the Shinigami Love Apples podcast, brought to you by Trojan. We do more than make horses these days. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shinigami Love Apples podcast. That's totally not going to trip me up at some point. I'm going to say something really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I am Nate. Oh, I'm Ty. <laughs> you forgot it. You, you were for a second. <laughs> it's fine. And yeah, this is our uh, first podcast episode. So this is going to be uh, kind of fun. I should probably have a timer running. So I'm actually paying the fucking attention to where we are. This is just, don't worry about it. Professionals to the core. It's fine. There we go. Look at stopwatch. I can remember how long it took us to do stuff. Um, anyway, yeah. Welcome to the first episode of our uh, podcast. Uh, we figured we'd kind of uh, go over like one little thing at a time, kind of give you an idea of what the format for this podcast will be and give you an idea of what the content will be like as well. Uh, so I'm going to bring that music down before we go any further. So yeah, um, shouldn't got me love apples. So uh, this podcast, uh, Ty and I literally um, <laughs> decided to do it. I think yesterday <laughs> we were just like, you uh, know, yeah. It, and it's funny because it's not. It it it, it might have we might have decided to do it yesterday, but it didn't come about like that. It's been something that's been like in the works for a very 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 long time. Um, we've just really procrastinated on ever doing anything creative uh, whatsoever. <laughs> Um, but the basic format we're aiming for this podcast, so this podcast, as the name, for those of you who don't recognize the title, the title's a reference to Death Note, uh, where uh, Light Yagami, the uh, anti-hero, I guess, is mm-hmm. technically what it is, um, he makes this long, gibberish, uh, fake puzzle for L to solve, and L's, I guess, technically the, I guess he's an anti-villain, he's a, <laughs> what, what is it, arch nemesis? I don't know. Like, <laughs> he's he's technically the good good guy in the moral sense of right, like yeah. he's trying to stop a criminal, but he's the bad guy in this because <laughs> no one's rooting. But maybe you were rooting for him. Maybe you were. I think oh. I was. Oh, you were rooting for L. I mean, all right. Yeah. I mean, okay, fair enough. So I guess he is the hero then. He, he is the hero. Like <laughs> for me, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I watched it forever ago. <laughs> but yeah, I was more. I think I was more. I was less attached to a guy that was murdering everybody and more attached to the guy trying to stop trying him. to solve it yeah oh fair enough well anyway so light yagami um basically makes this convoluted puzzle for l to solve and in the end it turns out to be this bullshit phrase that has absolutely no meaning uh which is l did you know shinigami love apples <laughs> <laughs> which is just a reference to ryuk light yagami's i guess demon friend yeah <clears throat> who gives him his death note and his ability to kill people on demand uh, and he just likes apples. It's a it's a really dumb <clears throat> phrase, and we wanted our title to be both me- meaningful and meaningless at the same time. So it's completely it has no true meaning, but it does actually uh, kind of go along with the fact that this podcast is going to be uh, about Japanese stuff in general, or like Asian stuff in general. But we're probably going to hit Japan more than uh, any other nation on that side of the world. So the way this podcast is going to work is it's we're going to aim for somewhere between forty five minutes to an hour per episode so if you're listening to this back as a marathon you are already probably aware of that um but basically the first 30 minutes we're gonna front load with all the fun shit we're we're just gonna party laugh it up meme it up say a lot of really naughty words so you can go (laughs) tell your mom that you learned a new word today and (laughs) or your i don't know your significant other impress them (laughs) Uh, i promise you probably most of you have not heard the 80s and gentle them so congratulations you've heard something new today um, but we're going to spend the first 30 minutes front-loading with all the fun, entertaining content for all the people with the attention span of Dory. And then <laughs> the last 30 minutes, we're going to kind of hit... Uh, we don't want to call it like serious topics because we don't want to scare people away from the fact that we talk about fun things, but we're going to talk about actual topics. It's not going to be us just memeing and cracking jokes and talking about uh, like recent stuff. So... <clears throat> To give you an introduction to the first half of the podcast, don't worry, the last half literally comes later. Uh, we're going to kind of cover uh, weekly uh, updates. It's, this is probably going to be a weekly podcast. It will cover um, kind of the week in Japanese music, what's hot, what's not, what we like, what we don't. 
um, over movie releases, anime releases, Japanese merch of all different kinds, uh, just basically Japanese pop culture, media culture topics uh, will be covered uh, for the first half. And then in the second half, we'll usually hit like current events, news, cultural, societal issues, that sort of thing, controversial stuff. And we'll, at the end of our broadcast, once we've done a one-hour podcast, we'll have a post-podcast uh, portion of this stream here on Twitch and YouTube where you can kind of uh, enjoy the spicier opinions, the stuff we're probably not going <laughs> to uh, publish for the sake of not getting banned off of Apple or whatever <clears throat> place you get your podcast from. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Um, that's a quick ramble on how this is going to go. Uh, and somehow I've managed to do that in uh, a wonderful five minutes. That's not too bad. <laughs> so today's intro topics, to help you get to know uh, Tyler and I, we're kind of going to go over our, uh, our favorites from Japanese pop culture, as well as our firsts, which I guess we should have done firsts. First? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, no, we do that shit out of order. We <laughs> If you're OCD, you're going to hate everything we're about to do. We're going to do everything. It's going to psych you out, man. <laughs> if you weren't suicidal and depressed before, you're going to be suicidal and or depressed by the time yeah. we're done. Uh, <clears throat> um, uh, just a quick note before we begin. Uh, this is a not safe for work podcast. We will be making uh, dick and pussy jokes all the time. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about anime booba, and we are definitely going to say the word fuck at least <laughs> as many times as is necessary. Yeah, to and, convince, then some. and then some <laughs> <laughs> to convince you that we are erudite, eloquent individuals. <laughs> and if you had to go to a dictionary for that, you're already right at home. <laughs> all right, so uh, I guess we'll start with favorites. Um, yeah. So. Uh, well, let's how I start. Favorite anime? Like, how did this... What, what's your favorite of all time? Ah, see, this is tough, because initially I would have said Shamurai... Samurai Shampoo. Samurai, <laughs> Samurai Shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <That's> a, uh, <laughs> because... <laughs> Sorry, Samurai Shampoo. It it doesn't clean your hair. It cuts that shit. (laughs) True. Go ahead. Uh, I I always said that that one was my favorite because it was uh, something I found super early on in my life, and it was like kind of edgy and stuff. And but it had the most beautiful music of all time, and I'm still obsessed with it. The the opening intro is the best intro ever, hands down. Made by New Jobis. It's beautiful. And it, it was like before I was allowed to listen to anything that wasn't on like either the country station or the Christian station. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was pure hip hop. Like he's the, the godfather of lo-fi. It's, it's beautiful. The whole thing. But I've actually never seen the whole show. I've started it like 30 times. <laughs> but Is it long? Not necessarily. I think it's like 20 episodes or something, but I've just never wanted to finish it because I don't want it to end. It's one of those shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, recent years, well, recent months, really, it's been (laughs) not even quite a year yet since we've like really delved back into our anime listening or watching. And I've seen so much in the last couple months that my entire perception of everything has completely changed. And um, as you probably know, I am beyond obsessed with Marin at the moment. Yes. And I genuinely yes. think that my dress up darling might be my favorite. No, okay. All right. Hey, that's that's yeah. fair. Also, it's, I totally yeah. forgot to add favorite and first character crush. We'll add that later. We'll have to think about uh, it on the spot. True, 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 true. I totally did do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come back yeah. to it. Um okay. Um mine. Uh so my favorite anime, uh oh god, I deliberated over this, but it's probably the anime I've always considered the biggest like uh, story beat anime for me, which was Clannad uh, After Story. Um, also, this fan is <laughs> inserting. Hold on. Ah, very nice. <laughs> it was inserting itself into everything I said <laughs> in such a way as I felt like I was standing under a fucking waterfall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, for those of you listening to this, uh, on a podcast service later, yeah, it's not edited. You're going to hear this shit as live as it gets and as raunchy as it gets. Um, but no, yeah, Clannad After Story for me was my favorite, is, is my favorite. Um, just because I don't think I've ever had a gut punch as harsh as that anime introduced to me. Yeah. Like it was one of those things where I've always, I have a high empathy quotient now 
But I, Clannad was one of the first probably five or ten anime, I think, that I saw. Um, and I'm counting Clannad as a group. Like, Clannad and Clannad After Story in my yeah. mind is, like, one thing. Yeah. It's After Story specifically that has the gut punch. Uh, right. Spoilers, uh, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to spoil shit for you. I'm sorry. If you don't want spoilers, don't listen, yeah. I suppose. <clears throat> we need to do the... Uh, the, the spoiler uh, warning. <laughs> no, no, no. Who's, who's the Game of Thrones game? Oh, um, oh, I got no fucking clue. Ah, fuck. No, you... <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, George, what is his name? R. Martin. Is it George? I, I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> he has a whole mentality that if it's been out for a week, it's no longer in spoiler zone. Jesus Christ, a week. That's yeah. Like, I hope so we can live by that. <laughs> just going to, you know, let's triple it. Um, it's like, I hope you didn't have a life this week because if you did, you did. Yeah. <laughs> if you did and you were obsessed with something else this week, it's getting spoiled for you next time. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Clone on After Story, uh, basically, um, Spends the entire uh, series uh, kind of portraying itself as like this homey, comfy slice of life thing. And then halfway th- or like a third or halfway through the second season goes, nah, fuck you. You're going to feel miserable. I'm just going to depress you. And the thing was, is like I was watching this in a phase of life that I was already kind of going through some shit anyway. So mm-hmm. it was like, OK, it was just kind of stacking and piling on. So there's a bit of like situation bias there. Yeah. Um, but even after that, the twist at the end which goes the opposite way, which is a really joyous like sort of twist was just, I guess I didn't see it coming. And it's funny because you look now with like anime tropes yeah. and everything is obvious. It's just like oh, a, a fucking course. <laughs> like they're not going to end on that shit. Yeah. Like anime finishing in dark places is just, is only a recent thing. I'm yeah. sorry, Jujutsu Kaisen fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like usually anime finish on some joyous triumphant thing. So I should have expected it. But for me, it was like a huge uh, emotional uh, beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so next up, so we said favorite anime. Before we move on from anime, let's do character. If you can think of something on the spot, what would you say is your, and I'm going to update the text on here, mm-hmm. your favorite uh, anime character? Uh, Marin. <laughs> <laughs> she's, <clears throat> like, I mean, it's kind of Mimi, but at the same time, she's like, she's actually a fully genuine person. And like, I think that's one of the things that's about the show that is so interesting to me is it starts out very fan servicey, but she immediately sh- like showcases that she's not just a woman with boobs yeah, and is actually a person with a personality and everything. But the thing that really like gets me is you have Gojo who is this weird autistic. I only play with dolls. Nobody looks at me. I don't talk to anybody. I've never done anything in my life outside of paint dolls. And she immediately looks at him, sees that he's a human with interests and hobbies that she really loves and enjoys. And, like, she doesn't ever look at him as a weird guy. She just sees a person, and then she falls in love with that person and will do anything for him. And it's just, like, you don't see that too yeah. often in characters. Um, and and she's, just, she's, she's just so cute and, over the, like... How can you not love yeah. her? You know what I mean? Oh, man. <clears throat> Since I, I caught myself by surprise by like asking for this topic, but now I'm trying to think of like... You know, actually, no, I think it's pretty easy for me. Probably Senku. Yeah. Uh, Ishigami Senku from uh, Dr. Stone. Um, I don't know. There's, I think I see a lot of myself in him, and I guess that's a little egotistical because I'm implying that I, have, <laughs> that I have even 1% of his IQ, which just, no, I'm nowhere close. But I guess I have his childlike obsession with humanity and moving forward um something we'll probably talk about this podcast at some point is like our uh, sort of personal beliefs and opinions it'll eventually come out in some format yeah and i'm a total transhumanist Mm -hmm. i'm a firm believer that humanity as it is now is nowhere as good as humanity could be tomorrow which is nowhere as good as it could be a week a year a century from now evolution always is up for me and that's just fucking cool to me and when you know that there's always this climb ahead you always feel like there's a better view like from a higher hill further mm-hmm. beyond and you're always looking for it uh, and that constant strive for a perfection you know you'll never get but you're never depressed by it like you never sit here and go oh man humanity's never gonna be perfect we're never gonna eradicate hunger we're never gonna eradicate disease mm-hmm. but every little step you do of like getting rid of a portion of it like fixing hunger over here or fixing disease over here you're just like oh this is fucking satisfying yeah. Yeah. it's just like <laughs> and the whole dr stone shtick is literally that it's like oh look at all these problems we had two billion years ago oh yeah we solved them in 10 minutes and you're like holy fuck that's amazing (laughs) and just super satisfying okay so that's anime Mm -hmm. um let's talk uh music then so 
do you have a favorite Japanese music artist? Um, this one was a little tough because I don't listen to Japanese music the same to the same level you do. Mm-hmm. Almost actually none at all. I'm more of a K-pop boy myself. But yeah, boy. Um, I do find myself every now and then going back to baby metal. I do. Yeah. I do love them a lot. They're they're. <laughs> I guess this is a trend that I do where I see something that starts out gimmicky and then turns into something more and I, I fall in love with it. It started out as a cute little band with three, you know, like 10 year olds singing with fucking, uh, what's her name? Dragon Force. Oh yeah. 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 Playing all their instrumentals and you're like, they're singing about chocolate and shit and you're like, Oh, okay, whatever. That's cute. But then they grew up and the music just actually turned into real genuine, like dope ass metal. And like, yeah, so I, I do love them a lot. And like internationally recognized stuff too. It's not yeah. like they're just a gimmick in Japan. In no, no. Yeah, the, they, they the play bubble, with everybody. You know? They recently yeah. did a song with uh, uh, Bring Me the Horizon. Oh, dude, wait, really? Oh, Holy a, shit, yeah, it's I fantastic. haven't seen that. Really? Yeah, what? Yeah. Do you know the name? Because I really want to know this now. <laughs> um, what was it called? Uh, fuck, I don't know. Because I love Bring Me the Horizon. I love their stuff. Yeah. Kingslayer. Okay, I'm totally looking that up later because yeah. I, I really want to know. I'm actually going to type that in chat. Hold on. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, if I don't, I will forget. Uh, there we go. Nice, 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 nice. Okay, cool, cool. Um, all right. Favorite, for me, it's kind of a tie because I have a long-running artist that I've been following as long as I remember following Japanese music, which is a long-ass time. Yeah. Um, because I got into Japanese music before I got into anime. So I knew who these guys were before I ever heard them doing anime openers and stuff like that. <clears throat> And then there's another band that I didn't know I knew from back in the 90s that I had heard, didn't know who he was, and now I know who he is, and I'm like, oh, my God. So my favorite for the longest time is Overworld, obviously. Right. And you know (laughs) know this because we've watched their concerts. But Overworld for me is like the definition of J-Rock, and I keep forgetting to change the current topic every time. Favorite uh, (laughs) Japanese... Japanese... (laughs) I hope that didn't show up on the screen. (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah okay there we go oh i don't need to enter there we go um <clears throat> but yeah overworld for sure um they are the quintessential perfect blend of japanese pop and mm-hmm. rock yeah and actually recently they've branched out almost into hip-hop sort of realms right um as a musician myself i just love the variety in mm-hmm. what they do and it's yeah. just sick they have one of the best stage performances of uh, all just, time. Yeah, uh, yeah. just st- their stage presence. I've seen artists with vastly more money and yeah. vastly larger followings have worse live gigs yeah. than they do. <laughs> but the, the, but who I'm splitting them with is Takanoi Nishikawa, mm-hmm. also known by most people in the 90s as TM Revolution. And I had no fucking clue that TM was TN. TN, right. Takanoi Nishikawa. Yeah. Had no fucking idea. <laughs> and I love his stuff, too. And his, same thing with him. He's got, like, this incredible... It's crazy that he's reinvented himself in, you know, the 2020s yeah. as a naughties performer. Mm-hmm. And over 20 years went, you know, oh, all the kids are hip and cool doing this now. Changed with the times and somehow didn't get aged out. Right. You know, this dude's probably 50 and looks like he's 20 and yeah. still rocking. And you're like, God, yeah, he's damn. got crazy abs <laughs> and baby smooth skin. Yeah. You're just gonna be like, damn, I, I, I can't even compare to that. All right. Um, next up that, well, kind of going off for a music artist then mm-hmm. uh, favorite song, if you know one. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Again, I don't listen to a whole lot of Japanese music per se. So I mean, if you got to go, you know, if you got to go like, Korean, I, I, I'll forgive yeah, you. Oh my god, I'm, I don't know if I could just pull my favorite Korean song off the top of my head like that. Uh, I'm just gonna call it favorite I mean, Asian I'll, song. That's totally not racist. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna switch over to into that realm, I would say I actually know perfectly. It's um from XG. They put out this song called uh Hisuno. I fucked that up royally, <laughs> but. <laughs> cancel us for the korean yeah, yeah I, w- I wasn't prepared i would have you know oh. studied further on <laughs> studied. how to actually pronounce that correctly um it is one of the most beautiful songs ever made ever in my opinion and it's like 30 seconds long beautiful uh, that's not the word i was expecting there i was expecting more of like most incredible. hype or most fucking no, no. Just- it's it's only the three vocalists and they hit like the most beautiful vocal run 
of all time. And they okay, do it for like cool. 30 seconds and it pisses me off because I need like six hours of them singing this song. <laughs> but it's incredible. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, for me, again, I have a tie between two. Number one from Overworld, I'm super attached to because I've covered it on my own drum mm. channel on YouTube, and I'm not hyping that here, so fuck off if you <laughs> ask for the link. I'm not giving it to you. Maybe someday, but today's not that day. Um, but, like, that song for sure, and it, it was the opener of the first ever Overworld concert I got to see on DVD, so that was uh, really, really cool. Oh, wow, look at this chat. Wow, wow, This look at this guy. Oh. Well, he was sorry for bothering us, at least. He is sorry. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't even know how to mod from this Mac screen. I have no clue. I can. Yeah. Oh, actually, I can just click on him and just. Yeah. You got. You gotta love these bots, man. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm just gonna click that button and. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, oh it's catastrophic. <laughs> um, for, for those of you listening in on the the broadcast, but oh, we were to, totally told ourselves we were going to interact with the chat, and we totally just did. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I to mean, be fair, you were moderating the chat. Oh, we, that's we true. weren't necessarily that's interacting true. with you. But uh, also, I cannot. Uh, somehow, my screen is screwed up now, and I can't scroll. Oh anymore. damn! We, we should have just let the bot do his thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I get for being proactive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, it's a separate screen. What the hell? There oh, we go. God, OBS, whatever. Okay, there we go. That's better. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, so number one from Uberworld for me, and then uh, Crybaby, which mm. is the theme from Tokyo yeah. Revengers, mm-hmm. which is just, I don't know what it is about that song, but Japanese music scales are so much di- so different, especially in pop, from any other nation's um, style, and just mm-hmm. the lyrics. I love Hige Dandyism anyway. He's mm-hmm. one of my favorite artists. Yeah. Um, but just that song in particular just, is just so nothing will make me bop my feet or like do air drums faster than that song. Yeah. I just love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. I always forget that podcasts eat your time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, favorite Japanese movie. If you have one, I know that's, I do. Oh, Oh, that's right. Don't it's, be surprised. I fucking watched it <laughs> 10 times in one day. <laughs> and it's recent too. Mine's not recent. Yes. My favorite movie I, I might, I'm just going to say it's my favorite movie of all time. Not even like... Damn. Yeah, region specific. My favorite movie of all time is A Silent Voice. <clears throat> it's visually stunning. The storytelling is absolutely incredible. The acting is fantastic. Just everything about it is is beautiful. It's actually... I mean, we need to watch it. It's made yes. by the director of Clonaut Afterstory. Right. I Your favorite anime. <laughs> yeah. Like, of course we need to watch yeah. this. It's, it's so beautiful. It starts out like... Again, it's one of those, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but the main character starts out as this absolutely evil, vile, awful person, and you immediately feel sad for him, which is weird because he's horrible. He's an absolutely horrible person, and then his life falls apart, and he is like on the, like, he writes his suicide note, he goes, stands on a bridge, and then his life changes, like, immediately, and you just watch him go from super mean to an absolute loner that's depressed and blames everything on himself to all of a sudden having tons of friends and falling in love. And it's, it's beautiful. And if it follows another girl that's deaf and I think they, they cover that like so well, I don't know if the actress is deaf or not, but like she definitely plays the role very well and very convincingly. And it's just, it's extremely well thought out, extremely it's just be- everything about it is absolutely beautiful. It makes me cry every single time, even though I know what's about to happen. I just I lose it every time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way it's it was wonderful. With me and Clannad after story. Yeah. Um, in terms of Japanese movie for me, I have never really been into Japanese cinema. I enjoy Korean cinema more because like K dramas and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, Battle Royale forever lives as a legend in yeah. my head because it was the first film I ever saw where I looked at the violence in it and went, "Yikes!" Yeah. But not like, I, I I mean, I hate horror. I hate blood and gore. I'm not, I'm just not into those like yeah. genres, uh, stuff. Um, but for whatever reason, the violence in Battle Royale was so visceral and real. It was one of those things where uh, Hunger Games never made me feel empathetic for any of the characters because it's yeah. like, yeah, fucking die, you little shits. And you're just like, I was rooting against everyone all the time because I just wanted to hear the cannon go boom. Yeah. Because <laughs> my standards are just that low. I just yeah. wanted to hear it's like yeah fuck yeah. you but like 
with Battle Royale, I was rooting for everybody. Where it's just like, no, don't kill that person. They're, mm-hmm. they're kind of nice. And you're yeah. like, oh, God damn it. it just, yeah, I felt bad every time someone died, which is kind of the fucking point. Yeah. And then you get to the end, you're just like, wow, that's a shit gig, man. Yeah. That's, that's not cool. <laughs> um, so next up, uh, favorite Japanese video game. Mm. And when I say Japanese video game, it doesn't have to be like... Right. Uh, it, it, most publishers are Japanese anyway, so you're kind of yeah. going to get away with it. But like, if right. it's well, close enough, it's close enough. Yeah, my answer is... Um, <clears throat> Pretty silly and unexpected, I would say. Uh, my favorite is Nintendogs. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I'm a big dog lover. I've always grown up with animals, and the fact that I could have one that I took care of that was my own, and I get to train and feed and bathe and pet and everything, it was just the best game that's ever been made. You know, I had totally forgotten about Nintendogs. It's incredible. Because I would have put it down because I'm allergic as shit to animals and having Nintendo. Yeah, cat. you get to have the yeah. full real-life experience with all the joys and ups and downs and everything. Um, but uh, dying from, from yeah, you don't asthma. have to. You don't have to pay for vet bills and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah okay. Um, my favorite. <laughs> I'm gonna get lectured so hard. Yeah, because <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going. Yeah. This is not Japanese, and everyone's gonna shit on me so hard. But it's Weeby, and that's good enough for me. And that's Genshin mm. Impact. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just Genshin Impact was a game I was convinced I would hate, which is why for the from its very inception, I was like, I will never play this game. This is for mm-hmm. stupid shithead, forgot to go touch grass, sweaty ass, pimpled fuckheads sitting yeah. in their mom's <laughs> basement. Like I refused to do it. And now I am a pimple faced sitting in my own goddamn basement. Yeah. <laughs> refuses to go touch grass idiot who just loves playing the game and enjoys the grind. But like, if we're going to say true Japanese harvest moon 64 mm-hmm. without a doubt, like yeah. it was the, it was the game that introduced me to slice of life where it's like, mm-hmm. um, every game I played as a kid, my parents so heavily regulated everything I played yeah. that I never really got to enjoy video gaming as a kid. I had to go to like friends houses to play stuff, yeah. but harvest moon was allowed, which is funny considering mm-hmm. it had like such adult themes. Like, yeah, but it was a farming game. Shit. But, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it had cute little animals. Yeah. So like, it doesn't matter that you're sleeping with some girl in some wine yeah. shed somewhere. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay because it's yeah. pixelated. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, it no, was I was, yeah, I was debating between and then saying Nintendogs and uh, Animal Crossing because Animal Crossing for me since in the same realm of like I was able to live my own life for the first time and uh, it's just an incredible game so all right so um, (laughs) we'll come back to that one Um, all right so let's talk first we'll do like a rapid fire round because we're already (laughs) like 26 minutes into the actual podcast but like let's talk about the first for uh, a bunch of stuff. I'm going to uh, type this up real quick. Um, uh, our f- Japanese firsts. Yeah. So um, let's talk our first uh, Japanese music artist you remember. Go. Uh, oh, first Japanese music artist. Okay. Well, it, they weren't Japanese. Oh, um, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> but I thought they were Japanese because they make Japanese versions of their songs and that was oh. girls generation oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay who no, i absolutely fair. loved and i didn't because I, I just went on youtube and said japanese music because i was really into that <laughs> at the time and uh they popped up and I, that's what i listened to nice okay fair enough um the first artist i remember is actually a band a two-person band called access mm. um they made a bunch of like uh Euro, Eurobeat, i guess Okay. Not quite like you'll be, oh man, I don't know how to, they made like housey, dancey, EDM, trancey sort of anime openings. And I had no idea who they were, but I loved all the anime openings they did, Mm. even for stuff I hadn't seen at the time. Yeah. And so eventually I just found out their name was Access. I still to this day don't know who they are or who's in the band. I just know their shtick. And when I hear a certain musical style, I'm like, that's Access. I know who that is. (laughs) First Japanese song you remember. Uh, it was G by Girls Generation. <laughs> right. It I still love sense. it. It's, yeah. it's a fantastic song. It's very, very girly, very poppy, very like cutesy. I fell in love with like little boy type of <laughs> shit, which I'm kind of into. So little boys or <laughs> oh shit, no, <laughs> no, no, no. They're 300 years old, Nate. Okay, uh, uh, just because uh, okay, they look okay. so. Old. <laughs> I thought the clarification was necessary, uh, yeah, no, so we no, don't no. get banned after being, our first yeah. episode. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant, I meant being girly and cutesy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny, funnily enough, the first Japanese song I remember is not Japanese, but it was for a Japanese series, and that's uh-huh. the, literally the Pokemon theme. The first mm. ever song I ever heard that was any way related to Japan stuff was yeah. the Pokemon theme, and I was probably like 
six. Yeah. I just, for whatever reason, I knew the song, I think because I heard it so much at school mm. and from people who had like the VHSs sure. and, and, yeah. and, and eventually the DVDs. And I think that's the only reason it ever stuck with me mm-hmm. to this day. I don't know the lyrics <laughs> and I don't know. I, I mean, I know that I want to be the very best. Yeah. Like I know that kind of portion, but everything else is completely right. Not <laughs> in my brain, but it's the first yeah. I remember. Uh, first Japanese movie you remember seeing? Oh, this one was actually very important to me. It was My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, I, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every week, my mom and I would go to Blockbuster, and we would, she would let me get one candy and one movie. And I grabbed uh, Power Rangers, but the guy didn't check to see if it, the actual VHS was in the correct box or not. <laughs> he just rang it up and gave it to us. Is this Blockbuster we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I went home, popped that movie in, had no, I. I had absolutely no clue what it was at all. I just was watching this absolutely fantastical film about a girl and these weird cat things. And I tried explaining this because I, I didn't know what it was called. It was the Japanese version. So I didn't even know what they were saying. I couldn't read it. I had no idea what was going on. And I would, throughout my entire life, I was, this was like early, early, early elementary school, maybe even before elementary school. I was very, very young. And my whole life, I would ask people, Hey, have you seen this weird movie? It was like animated and like there's this, this giant cat bus and stuff. And people would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dude, you're crazy. And I'm like, no, I swear it's a real movie. I watched it. I mean, it is a drug trip. You might have been yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, it wasn't until I was a senior in high school that I saw a YouTube video of from a girl named Tessa Violet who was at a pottery plate, like one of those where you make the actual pottery and then they, bur- yeah. they fire yeah. it for you. And she was obsessed with my neighbor Totoro and and painted, uh, I think it was like a bowl or something, and said the name of the of the movie. And it, I was like, the thing that shaped me for my whole entire childhood was answered right there, and I've been infatuated with it ever since. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, the first Japanese movie I remember was a movie I should never have seen because my parents would never have let me see it. Mm-hmm. And it was back when I was living in Indiana for a brief bit, uh, like when I was uh, in junior high. And it was one of the Godzilla films. I don't remember which mm-hmm. one. And it was in, in Japanese. It was showing on some channel in the original Japanese version in yeah. format. And I was watching at a friend's house. We had no idea what it was. We had no idea what idea was being said, but I just remember it was the hokiest shit I had ever seen. Yeah. And I loved every second, like as a kid, <laughs> as a junior higher, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like uh-huh. rooting for this giant lizard monster. It was him. And I think Mothra. Yeah. So I could probably figure out which Godzilla it was. Yeah. I just remember him fighting these big ass Kaiju. And I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like even like even modern day, I hated Pacific Rim. I thought it was a trash mm-hmm. film, but every fucking time one of the Jaegers fought a kaiju, I was just like, give him a left yeah. hook. You know, it's like that <laughs> that stupid, every movie character is like, yeah, give him a left hook. Yeah, yeah. give him a jump. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I was that dude. Yeah. Uh, first Japanese video game you remember playing? Uh, Pokemon Crystal. Nice. Another, another very pivotal moment in my life where it was the first uh, like real video game that I ever owned. Like I had a Game Boy Color and Pokemon Crystal and I fell in love with it. It was fantastic. My favorite Pokemon is Suicune. So, yeah. Nice. Um, mine, so, mine is technically Star Fox 64. Mm-hmm. And I have to clarify because, like, if you're just going, like, oh, first Japanese video game, you can do pretty much anything from Nintendo and kind of get away with it. Yeah. But it's like the developers weren't usually Japanese. Mm-hmm. Like, the publisher, Nintendo, is Japanese. Yeah. But... It was I, the first Japanese video game I ever played. It was because Star Fox was in Japanese. A mm-hmm. friend of mine collected uh, NES and N64 cartridges, and he had the Japanese versions of them. And I didn't know that for the N64 cartridges, they just had a, a switch inside them that changed right. whether or not they could be played on a PAL or an NTSC N64. And so he had bought, he had an American N64, mm-hmm. so a, an NTSC version. But he had purchased the Japanese version of Star Fox. I don't even know what. I don't think it was intentional. I don't think he bought it like to collect it or whatever. Yeah. He just he would just buy cartridges to buy cartridges. Mm. And I played it. And it was in Japanese. And it was so much better because the voice acting hilariously was actually better in the Japanese version. And that's you know here we go subs <laughs> subs versus dubs. Yeah. <laughs> Kick that flame more off. But like for some reason, just having a dubbed Japanese Star Fox sixty four mm-hmm. was like yeah yeah that's cool. <laughs> Um, okay, so, wow. You skipped, uh, anime. I don't know if you meant to do that, but yeah. No, I did, I didn't. This is why we have agendas, because I can't (laughs) read. Wait, did I? Yeah. 
It's kind of floating oh. off on its own up here at the top. But <laughs> That's why I somehow yeah. I must have seen the gap. It just moved out. Okay, so first anime you remember? Uh, Inuyasha. Nice. Yeah, that was another again very pivotal. It was like it's for teens, but when I was a little baby boy, it was like dark and scary. I mean, it's people getting hacked up and demons and blood and everything, and like it was just yeah. it was so <laughs> sick, dude. I loved it so much. It was it was the thing that I I snuck out of bed late at night to go watch on the TV when everyone was asleep uh, on Adult Swim. Fucking, uh, dude, it was awesome. The The first anime I remember is technically Pokemon. But the weird thing is, again, because my parents were so extreme right-wing, whack-job conservative, yeah. pocket monsters was the equivalent of summoning yeah, yeah. demons into the end of the world. Yeah. So I wasn't allowed to legit watch it. So mm-hmm. I seen I was the same and, thing. Yeah. I was allowed to collect the cards, but I wasn't allowed to watch the show. <laughs> that either because like again to my parents collecting the cards was basically making your own fucking ouija board yeah, yeah. And, 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 i don't know why pre- i was allowed to watch I, I, for some reason it was like you're not allowed to watch the show but you can collect the cards because it's just paper I, I don't know why you like, can't what's watch the, difference? the demons but if you want to summon them with your special yeah if you want to have physical copies of them and lay them out on the table and like play with yeah and that's hold fine a, hold, hold a poker seance yeah jar is our yeah <laughs> No, they obviously got over that real quick because uh, Pokemon Crystal was my first video game. So, yeah. yeah, whatever. But the thing is, I don't remember much about Pokemon, and I never played the game either, so I never had anything to like solidify my remembrance of it. Yeah. So for me, the first anime I really got into was Shuffle, mm-hmm. which was this trashy-ass harem yeah. anime with fan service <laughs> as hell. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I remember it fondly. And it, that's actually going to come back up here in a second when we talk about why we made the podcast. Because mm-hmm. it is like somewhat historically significant to why this podcast exists. Yeah. Um, but we will get to that in just a sec. So uh, that's kind of the end of the entertainment section. Um, and this is kind of how the format, for those of you listening who are new to the podcast... That's how this is going to go. Is we'll kind of spend our first 30 minutes being entertaining and goofy and mimi, And then the second half, we'll kind of go over like something topical. And it's not always going to be sad, depressing, and straight. Like today's not going to be depressing or anything. We're just going to talk about why we formed a podcast to begin with, why we wanted to talk about stuff, uh, how we wanted to have fun, that kind of thing. Um, so we're going to take a quick couple second break and we will be right back with why we formed the podcast. Stay tuned. back so the last half like i said of this podcast is going to be kind of us uh talking about why we wanted to make a podcast to begin with and this is kind of important um because this wasn't one of those podcasts we formed because we were sitting in the living room one night and got really bored and went you know god damn it wouldn't our lives be just so much better if we spent all the time and effort to make a podcast yeah (laughs) risk getting canceled risk getting fired from our jobs because we are absolutely toxic well not me (laughs) Well, not you. Yeah. <laughs> Me and I work with degenerates. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I work with quality people. We yeah. all know. We've oh, heard yeah. the stories. Um, <laughs> but uh, this wasn't some sort of like we were bored and therefore we need to do this thing. So there's kind of a history behind it. So I'll, I'm going to kind of give my story first because mine is the weirder sort of like, I yeah. don't know, deeper story. I guess I'm being judgmental. But <laughs> and then you can kind of give um, your point of view on it and i'll try to keep this under an hour i swear to god i'm not gonna let it go over an hour i'm not gonna mm-hmm. let us burn over that so i will be yeah. quick about it um so why a podcast um so this is kind of like the next stage in my personal evolution and journey so uh it, we have to rewind to the intent for this podcast all the way to when i was a teenager so i didn't get into japanese stuff and weeby shit and any of anything japan until i was like 13 and I didn't get started with anime and manga and video games and all that. I got started because I was raised in this extremely right-wing, uber-conservative household where America was number one, uh, God was number one, uh, Christian God, and everything else was dog shit. Like, <laughs> fuck every possible minority. Fuck gay people. Screw the entire universe that isn't <laughs> white Christian nationalism. And 
because of the way I was raised, I had no exposure to anything culturally not, not American. Yeah. And I mean, like, I wasn't even, like, countrified American, mm-hmm. where I could say at least I had a little bit of cowboy in me or something. Not, none of that shit. I was just yeah. straight, white-ass boring. Yeah. So when I was 13, though, my Christian homeschool curriculum had this world history course. And in it, it touched on... Um, ancient cultures, not ancient cultures, but cultures with long-standing histories. And yeah. I kind of learned that America, contrary to my understanding of the world history, <laughs> was an infant nation with literally nothing to stand on. Yeah. And you had these countries like, you know, Iran, Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia, any Arabic nation, Egypt, with tens of thousands of years of recorded history, or China, Japan, Korea, with tens of thousands of years of recorded history. And it just fascinated me that there was more out there than yeah. 300 years of boring ass politics right. that no one really cares about. <laughs> and as a teenager, I was, you know, very young and impressionable. And just the thought of um, these ancient cultures having more badass history than us, like to me, nothing was more boring as a 13 year old than the Boston Tea Party. Yeah. Oh, wow, you raised our taxes. So we took a bunch of tea and we threw it in the water. Now it's brown. Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just like. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine the actual British response to seeing that. The first time it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, man, they took a couple shits in the water. Now it's brown. Yeah. No, sir, that's tea. What the fuck? He's like, <laughs> did you care? Did anyone yeah. actually care? Or was it just a prick point? You know? Yeah. But I, it was so boring to me. And then you had like Chinese history where China's like, oh, yeah. So the Mongols came through and killed a bunch of us. And we're kind of mad that they like took our chickens. So we're going to go slaughter them now. And it's just like, yeah, <laughs> damn. <laughs> like way to way to vent your anger on another culture. It just, I don't know. It just it was more badass. Mm-hmm. And I didn't fall in love with Japan specifically. I just like Asia, and right. that was kind of the first crack in the foundation of my conservative nationalism. And then you fast forward <clears throat> through my early teens, and I began studying about World War II. Mm-hmm. And as part of studying World War II, I began learning about uh, the Japanese perspective behind the war, the mistakes, the, their fear of the United States in a way that. I cannot emphasize enough, and we'll eventually have an episode about this. That's mm-hmm. probably or like a talk about the World right. War II perspective because it is kind of fascinating, even here almost a hundred years on. But like, I began seeing things through Japanese eyes. I began studying Japanese mentality, the culture, the sort of um, nationalism is not the word, although Japan has been victim to that. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, their collectivist attitude. Mm. They were collectivist and very unified and very homogeneous. And that was just like not the way America is. America is very individualistic and sensationalist, and I just didn't enjoy that. So I began getting into Japanese history. And then after Japanese history, I began dabbling with little bits of the Japanese language and Japanese literature and then Japanese folk music. And it wasn't a targeted thing with Japan. It's just Japan happened to land on my radar because in my fucking history book, it was just the thing that got talked about. And so it was luck of the draw. It could have been Korea. It could have been China. It could have been Vietnam. It could have been any Asian nation you mentioned. But Japan just won the lottery of, Mm. got lucky, and was exposed to my eye sockets first. Yeah. So fast forward to when I'm 18. I enlist in the military. The military says no. You're too smart to be enlisted. Sorry for those of you who are enlisted. That's not what I mean by that. (laughs) And done. Canceled. That's the end of the podcast. Every veteran just came after me. But 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 they genuinely came up to me like, oh, no, you know, you need to take these tests to see if you can be in the military. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, wow, you should be an officer. So I'm like, cool. So they put me in ROTC. So then I joined ROTC. And Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you have to go to this college. So I go to that college. And I discovered that being a conservative, nationalist, racist, homophobic dickhead makes me no friends. Yeah. But I was only able to make friends in this little club called the Anime Club. And the only reason is because <clears throat> this person I met there, my now brother-in-law, uh, Tim, he literally introduces me to anime as this mm-hmm. sort of like, oh, we're all kind of conservative shitheads here, but we're all closeted about our love for anime <laughs> booba. <Yeah. laughs> it was just like... <laughs> Watching these extremely conservative white dudes, and Tim's not white, he's he's Chinese Hispanic, but like watching these other white dudes like me mm. really get into their anime titties, yeah. and I'm over here like, no, 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 celibate. Yeah. I, and just, it cracked off that sense of like, I, I, at least it was a sexual awakening, yeah. <laughs> if not, nothing else. So then I was sleeping around in college, and again, I wasn't liked because I was still a white nationalist, mm-hmm. racist dickhead. Yeah. And this just continued throughout college. Until I joined my current employer, and this is only a decade ago, so you know, if you consider proximity to this podcast's forming, that's pretty recent. Yeah. Um, but 10 years ago, um, 
I got shook up because I got fired from my job for being a racist, white yeah. nationalist, conservative dickhead. Yeah. And I was so lonely and depressed. And for the next five years, and you were there because, mm-hmm. you know, we were, we were, you know, living together at the time. Yeah. And just, it just, life took this huge collapse and I could not figure out why, but the only thing that was stable to comfort me were two things, video games and anime yeah. and anime ironically just introduced me to the fact that anime was always ahead of the social curb mm-hmm. it was okay to be gay in anime before it was ever okay socially to do so right. it was okay to be in to unusual sexual expectations before it was ever societally okay to do so mm-hmm. it was okay to gender bend or drag in anime before it was ever okay to do that and like anime was weirdly given japan's political conservatism it was weirdly socially forward yeah and as anime began to have an influence on me, I became more socially forward. And eventually I reached this impasse a couple years ago, probably only four to five years ago, where I could either be a white nationalist racist dickhead mm-hmm. or I could embrace everything that sort of weeby culture stood for, yeah. it, which was extremely liberal and friendly and compassionate and open, but they were completely mutually exclusive. I couldn't be both at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I finally shed the conservatism side of things. But that wasn't the end of the journey for me. Up until literally last year, and this is really recent history for those of you listening. Tyler already knows this, so I'm just telling him shit he already knows. Yeah. <laughs> but for those of you listening, up until literally last year, I continued to fight every little last vestige of conservatism I was clinging to. I had to go through this deconstruction where I gave up on my religion because religion was dumb. And, it, and, and I'm a firm believer it is now. And if that offends you, fuck off. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to dance around topics like that on this podcast. You know, you're welcome to believe whatever you believe as long as you don't expect me to suck the same dicks. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> suck the dick that pleases you best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Anyway, uh, speaking of sucking dicks, uh, yeah. I also came out as bi. Da, 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 oh, yay. Yay. Uh, you know, but no, truly, <laughs> like I gave up on every last bit of conservatism that I was holding on to. I don't even know why I was doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was consciously expecting that somehow people would approve of me now because yeah. I gave up conservatism. Right. But I just felt like it was wrong. Like I was treating people badly. I wasn't making friend, true, mm-hmm. like deep friendships. Mm-hmm. I was just being shallow. Yeah. And now the whole point of this podcast, you know, now that we've taken a 10 minute roundabout trip to talk about why it exists, <laughs> but long story for me short, mm-hmm. this podcast is a way for me to talk about topics that matter. I can be into anime booba and anime husbands yeah. and that's totally okay. And I can find other people who are also into that thing. But at the same token, I, you know, one of my goals for this podcast is to talk about topics that are eventually going to stir somebody up, whether it be talking about um, Japanese cultural struggles, like Japan's mm-hmm. natural sense of isolationism that continues to harm them to this day, the population decline, the, the sense of lower Japanese self-esteem and self-worth that just continues to get worse year upon year. We're going to hit on hard topics like that. We're going to hit on topics like Japan's recovery from earthquakes and stuff mm. like this. And sure, some of it will be depressing. Some of it will be fantastic. I'm like, well, that's really fucking cool. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I wanted to bring real humanity into being a weeb. Yeah. Because for me, a weeb being called a weeb was always a slur. Mm. And like I I still to this day I say I'm I'm a weeb, but I don't even know if I want to embrace that label. Like I don't yeah. know how I feel about it. But um it's always felt slurry to me because the implication is, well, you're into Japan without knowing anything about right. the culture you say you <clears throat> yeah, are. Weebs are just guys or, or, or people who are just like really into anime and jerk off to hentai every night, which yeah. well, we're like, so much, you know, there's a lot more to that for most people, but that's the stigma. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and like the big thing for me, for example, is when I began seriously learning Japanese and began studying the Japanese language, the number of times I would use a single Japanese phrase. And like, mm-hmm. I get it, right? If I say, you know, arigatou gozaimasu, people yeah. freak out and like, ah, oh, weeb. Because, yeah. you know, it's not a high value phrase. There's not a lot of challenge behind it. It's one of the first things you learn and people are like, mm-hmm. okay. But then when I use more advanced phrases like kore wa pendesu. Okay, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, when I use like, any more advanced phrases, like if I ask Siri, you know, uh, you know, as proof in the pudding, you know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, wa arimasu ka? She, she tried to reply to something else. I literally, she yeah. replied to me saying, hi, she thought, I, I, I don't know. Wait, hold on. Yeah, there you go. You know, just me yeah. asking what the weather is today. Yeah. Something like that, right? Where I started beginning and even my grammar there was probably wrong mm-hmm. but it's not me saying this is a 
10. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but still, I get people who will um, inevitably, even on the podcast or the stream or whatever, people are eventually going to be like, ah, oh, weep, weep. Yeah. And it's like, but instead of fighting it, I'm just going to embrace it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I embrace the label. Right. Because I, I want people to understand that I have a bigger investment into Japan. In mm-hmm. fact, you know, this will be a topic for another podcast. I want to live and move there. Yeah. I, uh, that was redundant. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, no. You want to live there before you move there. Is oh, the idea. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah wait, Eventually, what? you'll move there. How do I live there without moving there? Am I going to be like the weeb under the bridge? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be. <laughs> I mean, technically, I didn't fully move to Germany or Lebanon, but I did live in both of those places. That's oh, true. It's true. So, it's true. so yeah, I do. I guess I do want to live there before yeah. I move there. Anyway. Um, Whatever. <laughs> but, but I have a genuine interest in the people, in the culture, and making friends there, and understanding their attitudes and mentalities and their struggles and all that. And so I don't want it to be just a shallow label. I want there to be value behind it. Yeah. Anyway, enough of my point of view. Why did this whole <laughs> podcast craziness even remotely interest you? Um, yeah. Well, it's it's kind of interesting because my perspective is almost a full 180 of yours. I also grew up in a very Christian and conservative household, but I never actually fully believed in any of it. I was very against all of that stuff. Like I grew up, I wanted to wear dresses and makeup and have uh, little tea parties and paint and sculpt and do things in my room and like hang out with all my friends. Cause I, I grew up initially it was just my mom and I and her friends um, only had girls. So all my friends were just girls and I just, that's just kind of what I knew and what I liked. Like I liked pink and purple. So you were into harems early. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And, uh, but then when, when, uh, my mom married my stepdad, um, things kind of like shifted in that sense. And he's a very big, like he's a man's man. Like he goes hunting and he, you know, farts and burps and eats (laughs) steak and, you know, does man things in rough houses and he fights and he plays football, all that stuff. And, um, that's what he, Try to teach me because in Christian conservatism, like men are this and women are this and there's nothing else. Yeah. So social norms. Right. And uh, that was something I always like struggled with and like did differently, but I raised myself via the internet and the internet, especially in the late nineties, early two thousands was a very, very, very special place. (laughs) And so I was super into anime and like all the weeby stuff way before I even knew what any of that was just cause like, that's just what the culture was back then. And ironically, all of my friends were the same thing. So I was one of the popular kids like reading manga and watching anime and, you know, playing Pokemon and all that stuff was like the thing that the cool kids did. It wasn't the weird little guy outcasts off to the side. That's just what everybody did. So I grew up totally loving all of that stuff. It wasn't until, uh, I was in like my early career where I was focused so much on church stuff that I removed all of the quote unquote bad things. Cause I couldn't watch hentai or laugh at and giggle at boobies and all that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so <clears throat> I kind of started shifting away from what made me, me into what I was supposed to be because of the labels that were given to me growing up and not who I actually am. Even though I was, I raised myself and was super into anime and like the first two relationships I had were with other men and it was just like, that's just kind of who I was and everything had shifted, um, around the same time that you were going through all of your stuff. And then we split apart and did some other thing. I mean, we were still friends and everything, but like yeah, yeah. you were living in Florida and I was living in Arizona and it's just, it was a totally different aspect of everything. And I think both of us, ironically this last year, had the same shift of like we're broken vessels of people and we needed to get back to who we actually are and who we are is just silly goofy dudes that like you know watching anime and saying dumb jokes and (laughs) going off and doing things and obviously we're a lot more than all that but um are we though (laughs) just a just a tiny bit (laughs) just a tiny bit (laughs) if if, if other people other people are full price we're on sale yeah yeah for sure yeah no (laughs) Um, but that's just, yeah, that's just what I needed in my life is to just get rid of all of the old negative, like structured thought behind everything and, and actually just get back to who I am originally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's interesting because, um, 
one of the things I found I found fascinating about this whole journey and process I went through is at no point did I feel in this journey like I was taking a turn downward. That's what's kind of funny is like I was I was told from the very beginning, and I think you were probably told too, mm-hmm. whether by parents or significant others or mentors or whatever have you. But I was told that oh, you know, if you go down this path, you're you know you're going to end up worse off than when you be, you're going to come crying back. You're going to be so fucking miserable. You're you're going to come back and you're going to mm-hmm. hate yourself, and then you're going to realize that the way you were living this 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 bullshit. They didn't think so. They thought it was yeah. genuine. But this bullshit lie you were living. Oh, you're going to miss it. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, I've actually. Uh, <laughs> You know, there's this phrase that as you get older, you get more conservative. Yeah. It has been the complete opposite for me in yeah. every possible way. <laughs> every single day that passes by, yeah. I go, no, I'm, I'm sick of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there was this moment at work. And for those of you listening, I will not be telling you where I work because it is extremely identifiable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just going to have to live in the. Let me put it this. I'll put it in a way so you at least understand what I do. I'm an entertainment technician. So I work with uh, lighting, audio, video for uh, live production events. That's the simple description. Yeah. And that keeps it nice and clean so you don't. Dox me. Yeah, I'd like to keep my job, even if my job is extremely miserable. Yeah, <laughs> um, but the um, I was you know I was at work this one day and I was working on fixtures and I was listening to music and this person comes by, hears the music and I swear to God they have to be a closeted weeb in some way mm-hmm. because Japanese music and, and Chinese and Korean all sounds the same unless you understand at least a little bit of nuance right. of language. Yeah. And either you learned that nuance in a school or from experience or something. And that's why you know what Japanese is. Right. Or you knew about Japanese in general and mm-hmm. therefore you're more closeted than you're willing to admit. But yeah. this person knew I was listening to Japanese rock. It was actually rock music too. So it wasn't even like bubblegum J-pop mm-hmm. girly almost immature sounding music. This was like growly, gravelly, pretty heavy hitting stuff. But they heard the Japanese lyrics and this person comes up and goes, this coworker goes, oh, you listen to that music. Mm. And I immediately called their bluff. And like in in years past, I would have just rubbed that off as a, yeah, I am a weeb. So, you know, that's a thing. But then I thought about it and I looked at them and I'm like, can you do me a favor? Can you fill in that blank? Mm. You implied something there. What, what, What was it? Oh, you know exactly what I mean. I'm like, don't fucking gaslight me. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by that? You put a fucking implication there. I'm not going to infer it for you. You're going to do me the favor of, it, of, of finishing mm-hmm. your fucking sentence. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, you know exactly what I mean. And I'm like, no, fuck off. Fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm like, I know exactly what you want to say. Like, your implication wasn't subtle. Right. What you wanted to say was that weird, that strange, that weeby, that nerdy, that otaku, that mm. stupid, yeah. that un-American. You know, whatever you wanted to put in that fucking blank... Right. It just upset you because it was different. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, is again, like t- t- 10 years ago, I would have given into every single social pressure and that day I would have stopped. I would, I would mm-hmm. have felt the social pressure and expectation that this person's like, Oh, white guy listening to Japanese shit. Obviously a fucking nerd. Yeah. What, what an idiot. <laughs> it, five years ago, I would have given into that pressure and been like, Oh yeah, they're probably right. I guess I should probably stop doing it. I, actually I did this mm-hmm. because when I went to work, my employer the first time I literally stopped watching anime or anything yeah. fun or mm-hmm. anything because I was so fucking convinced that it was going to come back on me yeah. and that someone was going to hear the way I was and be like, oh, what a fucking nerd. Don't hire him. He's dumb yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like it, it, your story about social expectations is exactly what held me back right. from meeting social expectations. Yeah. <laughs> like, and honestly, I've, I've kind of reached that point, you know, where if my if my life is destined to be the creepy uncle that's into into anime booba, and that's mm-hmm. just the joke, that's if that's just going to be the long running gag. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to double down and I'm going to embrace it and have fun, and that's kind mm-hmm. of what this podcast is going to be. Like when we were thinking about oh, what to call this podcast, you know, Shin- Shinigami Love Apples. Again, the reference is both shallow and deep at the same time. Shallow because it's just a fucking anime reference, you know. Yeah. Good for you if you caught it, and if you didn't, <laughs> it does. St- if you didn't catch it, it still doesn't mean anything to you. I promise it doesn't. But at the same token, the whole meaning is, again, Light Yagami creates this whole fake persona, this whole fake lie that he has to sell to L so that L doesn't think he's being a criminal. Yeah. And the lie in the end is just a meme. It's yeah. a joke. Uh, Shinigami love apples. Yeah. It's completely <laughs> meaningless. It's a sidetrack. And at the end of the day, it doesn't change L's perspective of Light Yagami at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. And I'm exactly the same way. Like this podcast for me is a, hey... I'm going to talk about these things I've always wanted to talk about mm-hmm. and I want to do them in a public forum, but I don't want to do them at work because I don't want to get fucking fired yeah. and I don't want to go to a, a bar and get drunk and shit faced for someone to finally start listening to me. Yeah. So I'm just going to say this and if somebody publicly listens and they enjoy the content, they come back. Great. If they don't, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah. going to put it out there anyway. 
And who knows, maybe, just maybe, I'll find some other people who are also weird, creepy uncles into Anime Booba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we can form yeah. the weird, creepy uncles who like Anime Booba Club. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, so that's, yeah, that's kind of their, their reasoning behind everything. Uh, anyway, so we're coming up on an hour, so I'm going to go ahead and mm. say we've probably <laughs> yeah. hit everybody's attention span limits. Mm. True. I and also just got a notification that my, uh, my dress-up darling anime came in the mail, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the manga? Yeah. The manga? Nice. Well, one of them, yeah. Oh, one of them. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Well, anyway, um, thank you all for uh, listening if you're checking this out for the first time. And if you're listening to this someday when we're amazing and famous, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> under some, yeah. some obscure hope, please drop a comment somewhere on YouTube or Twitch or somewhere or send us some hate mail so we know that we're doing a horrible job. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> tell us how bad the audio quality is and how much you enjoy listening to the fan. Oh, never mind. The, oh, ga- yeah, the gate is fine, doing yeah. its job. Thank Christ. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I'm Nate. I'm Ty. And you've uh, just listened to the Shinigami Love Apples podcast. We'll be back next week. This will be a weekly podcast. We'll have some more entertaining topics at the beginning of the first half and some more serious stuff for the second half to keep you busy. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the podcast and we will see you next time. You've been listening to the Shinigami Love Apples podcast, officially sponsored by Trojan Condoms. (laughs) Only fools don't wrap their tools. Oh.